with Dave Kleban at Blind Tiger for the Maine Beer Company event. How are you doing, Dave? Great, thanks. Thanks for coming to New York. Thanks. It was uh, the cab ride from JFK to uh, the city was longer than the flight. But you're here, you've got beer, so everything's okay. Everything's better now. You guys started brewing up in Portland, Maine on, what, a one-barrel system in 2009? Is that right? Yep. Yep, me and my brother. Yep, we started in um, 2000. Well, we started selling in 2009. We had a one-barrel system. Um, We would brew nights and weekends. We had one seven-barrel fermenter and a one-barrel system, so we would brew three times on Saturday, three times on Sunday, and then we'd package... uh, some long weeknight and and most of the week I would drive around in my car just cold calling accounts and selling and delivering beer because we were allowed to self-distribute in Maine luckily when you're small. You guys are just bottling or are you kegging? All bottles uh, just all 500 milliliter bottles um, it's kind of backwards a lot of people start where it's all keg but um I don't know, I guess I've always just done things my way, and if they work, they work, and if they don't, I go home. But uh, it seemed to work okay. I I think that uh, we established ourselves in restaurants and bars with with our bottle and the the look of our our brand. To me, a tap handle is kind of like a a tap handle. It's it's hard to stand out. They're also crazy, funky, whatever, all the way down to just a little plain black knob, right? Uh, So how do you stand out anywhere across that spectrum? It's tough. Certain, certain ones do it, but uh, and that and the margins on draft aren't what the margins in bottles. So when you're going to be really small, unless you feel like going into debt every month, uh, it makes sense to do bottles instead of draft if you can get away with it. Well, in Maine, uh, double-edged sword. You've got a lot of competition, a lot of other, a lot of local beers, a lot of regional beers, besides all the national and international beers. But the other edge of that sword is that people in Maine really love beer. They do. I mean, I think there's 1.2 or 1.3 million people there. There's over 20 breweries now, which I don't know, like per capita, if that's a lot or a little. My, my gut is is that that's a decent amount. Um, we, you know, part of uh, our small, the, the small amount of success we've had so far is, is luck, uh, as I, I think a lot of business is. A right place at the right time. Um, we were homebrewing, just me and my brother and I kicking around, and we got a taste of some West Coast-style hoppy beers, and uh, you couldn't buy those in Maine. Maine's like the last frontier uh, where a West Coast brewery would go to distribute. I mean, if you're coming to the East Coast, you're going to Boston, New York City, Philly, you're not going to Maine, until, until at least you've hit all those. Um, so we decided to make a, a hoppy West Coast-style beer called peeper spring peeper back then was that your first it was our first and only it was called spring peeper uh there are these little tree frogs that screech i won't go into that too much but so it was a it was a a refreshing sound and a refreshing beer and i live in the country um but then as soon as we came out with it in the summer of 09 everybody said well what's next and i said what the hell you what are you talking about it that's it that's our one beer until god knows when um so naive that i didn't know that if you put the word spring in 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 the the title of your beer that people think it's a seasonal 
So when we released beer in June and they saw Spring Peeper by August, they're like, they figure in what's your fall beer. Well, my fall beer was Spring Peeper. Um, fall, fall Peeper was just yeah, the same yeah, thing. Right. So uh, I, 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 got, I got tired of getting beat up, so we just dropped the word Spring and it turned into Peeper, but it's the same beer. And you have really very basic labels. Do you think that helps you stand out because they aren't like crazy designs and colorful animals or it's just very very simple very they, they do stand out because they are so i don't want to say plain but plain's a good word uh people <laughs> that word gets beat up but not not in my vocabulary um i i was an english and an art major and if you saw my art it's a bunch of white on white it's very minimal um you know i've got eight foot by 14 foot canvas with a few things on it um i'm not gonna dive into that one though i could for hours and hours about what i'm about but uh if you saw that the the labels just make sense it's about um making more out of less to keep it simple it's um more isn't always better you know america and the world it's a it's a busy place so and it's hard to stand out my comment about the tap handles i mean how are you going to do it? I mean, you, you couldn't even just make a plain white tap handle and stand out. But on the label front, I guess in general, I just I made something that, that, that I am. And like I said before, it's either going to work or it's not. I caught all kinds of shit for those labels way back when everybody told me they wouldn't work. And um, I think uh, I could probably tell them to eat their words at this point. Yeah, less is more. And is that sort of reflect a, a bigger philosophy of the brewery as far as well if you go to the website you'll see there's a lot about giving back one percent sustainability yeah it's my brother and i decided um my brother's name's dan by the way and he brews all the delicious beer um i i, I help guide him on the recipes but he knows how to do it so anyway there's a plug for my brother he's not here so the rest is about me uh, your question, it, it, it does follow through. We decided before we opened up what we wanted to be. We, we, we wanted to be small. We wanted to have a, we wanted to have the best beer. We, we would try our hardest to have the best beer. We always wanted to give back if we had employees, which now we do. We always wanted to give them full health insurance and bonuses and pay them better than anybody else could. It was all about either doing it in our minds the right way or not doing it at all and uh and sometimes that is just it's simple right you you treat someone that works with you really well pay them well give them benefits give them vacation give them some creative freedom uh they'll hopefully stick around right you 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 pinch pennies and and go after the mass market you got to cut corners and we're not about cutting corners at all well you say you you wanted to be small, but uh, you moved from a small system in Portland to a new, bigger system in Freeport. I saw some pictures on the web. It looks like it's about a 20-barrel system. It's a 15-barrel system, yeah. And so four years ago when we were starting, a lot of I had a lot of people tell me that you had to start on 15 barrels or, or it just couldn't work. Now, they wouldn't listen to me for five minutes, When I, where if they would have, I would have explained that the one-barrel system was so that I didn't have to cough up half a million dollars to see if someone would drink my beer. To me, that's stupid. Now, 
others don't think that and then maybe I could have gone and gathered other people's money even but I, I have a conscience so I I'm a conservative guy so I figured I, I start with the one barrel and um, and I guess you're right I mean five years ago or four years ago if you would have said 5,000 barrels a year those were decent sized breweries I remember looking at Christ where the hell was even founders in Michigan I they weren't very big four years ago um i couldn't imagine being five thousand barrels but in the scheme of things i mean i was hanging out from patrick from the brewery earlier i remember he started around the same time he's at ten thousand barrels so i don't know maybe there's a new definition of big but in my mind uh big used to be three thousand then five thousand and uh in our new facility as you mentioned in freeport um, we'll add a few more tanks, and we already have to add on to a building. Um, and we'll try to sell 6,500 barrels next year. And then that facility's maxed out, and quite honestly, we don't plan on doing more. The reason my cap went from three to 6,800, um, I learned that uh, it takes... Um, uh, more personnel than I than I expected. You can't do everything yourself forever. Uh, the business model is not sustainable. You just you'll burn out. So I knew I had to spend more money on good people. And a quality lab is something that I learned. We have a lab that's better than a lot of breweries that make twenty times the amount of beer that we make. And I like to think that that's part of the reason why our beer maybe stands out to some people a little bit more than some other beer. So all the beers that you have on tap here at Blind Tiger and in the bottle are delicious. They're really uh, very hoppy. Most of them are very hop-centric, uh, hop-oriented. And also one thing about them is that they're very clean, very well put together. I appreciate that comment because one thing we were always after, if you follow the model of more is not better, it's always about balance. And everything we do, I mean, and you, you strive. I think well, I personally strive for that, and in, in my life, you're always trying to find some balance because human being, you're looking for happiness, right? If it exists, and and so more isn't more isn't better. You know, we could. I when we started, I had a few uh, beer bar owners saying, you know, make a hop bomb, you know, and like, well, I'm not against hoppy beers, but the word bomb just kind of. It doesn't sound very good to me. So, um, so I appreciate the clean comment. It is they're 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 balanced, and I get that clean a lot. And I don't know what that means to the consumer, but the consumer uses that word all the time, uh, and I take it as a compliment. And I can only attribute it to what I call balance. That and there's not and our lab that there's not shit that's wrong in there, and it's very hard to do that. Only the the I mean, Budweiser, a, a great brewery, right? I mean, that's a clean beer. There's nothing wrong with that beer. The amount of money it takes them to make that clean beer is mind-blowing, right? So the fact that we can accomplish that in our little ales made up in Maine uh, to, to some small extent is, is a great compliment. I don't think you want to compare yourself to Budweiser too much. <laughs> they... They make great beer. I don't agree with their business model and probably some of their practices, but when it comes to clean, they, they've got that part down. So does Poland Spring. True. <laughs>
you look like you're thirsty and you need to get back to a beer. So, David, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. And uh, we enjoy the main beers. And it's nice to see them on draft. Usually here in New York, we just get them in the bottles. Occasionally see a few of them on draft, but mostly bottles. So it was a good opportunity to try them all at once. Thank you. We try our best to get you what we can. We'll see you down east. Thanks. Bye.